Nice Vampire series. Right. Vampire Chronicles is what it's called. Vampire Chronicles series. I'm on the book, Queen of the Damned, which is the third one in the series. So far, my favorite book has been The Vampire Lestat because it's just really good. Uh, That's what I've heard is that it's just the best one. It's the best one. And it's like a history of the vampires. But I've started Queen of the Damned and it's just like, it's so, there's so cringe. So much cringe is in it. And I love it. I love the cringe. But I'm also like, I now understand why the movie turned out the way that it did. (laughs) Vampire stuff is full of cringe. Because usually the people who like it are cringy. Like myself. I myself am a very cringy person. I've decided to own up to my cringe. I love vampire shit. I'm not going to pretend I don't. Literally, the way my bedroom is decorated, our friend Kimmy calls my bedroom Dracula's castle. (laughs) And I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> the whole thing's gloomy and gray and old. And I got skulls and vampire. I got a wooden stake. The only if thing anything, really I'm a vampire blood. slayer. We just need to like spray your walls with blood. Let's not do and that. It'll be perfect. I spent too much. Let's time. put a coffin in here. I have a blow up coffin. Well, what happened we need here? a real one. Yeah. My coffin shelf idea. Yeah. I need to make it. Yeah. So I actually am thinking about making a shorter one for right there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I kind of want to do that. Here's the deal. I love goth style. I fucking love it. I've always loved it. (sighs) And only until recently have I decided I'm committing myself to that. So here's the other thing. Goth style goes hand in hand with the whole vampire thing, you know? It does. It's a style. It's very closely associated. It's very closely associated. It's hard to be associated as a goth without the vampire stuff. And, like, don't get me wrong. I think the vampire stuff's kind of cool. But a lot of it is it's just cringy. weird. It's cringy. And so that's going to be my segue, okay? Okay. Into my modern day Into vampire. Twilight? My favorite topic? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> no. Okay. Embarrassingly enough, I read the first few books. Oh, okay. I read all the books. You read all of them? Oh, I read all the books. What happened to me? It's shitty. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I never. I mean, okay, I got to the fourth they one. They have a baby, and it's like this. I know they have a baby. baby, and then like, isn't the werewolf like in love with the baby? The werewolf falls in love with the baby. It's real weird. It sh- he imprints on the baby, but then the baby grows up real quick. So I guess it's okay. And then doesn't it have a really stupid name like Ren? It's Renesme. Renesme. I can't believe I remember that. I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> No, it's okay. It's okay. So here's what I remember. So my favorite, not my favorite thing. I don't have a favorite thing about Twilight. That's a lie. My favorite thing about Twilight is Anna Kendrick. Yeah. uh, She was great. My favorite thing about Twilight is that it's finally over. Do you understand? I worked at the movie theater when those movies came out. And the amount of middle-aged women that showed up wearing teenage boys on their t-shirts and like gushing about who they were going to marry just made me so uncomfortable. Amazing. They asked me what team I was on. Like, almost all of them. And I worked in concession. I had to answer all Did of them. Did you say Team Anna Kendrick? Uh, I don't think I... I think I said Team... What did I say? Team Voldemort. I love it. Especially considering he killed Cedric Diggory, <laughs> who <Yeah>. is Edward <laughs> Cullen. <laughs> See? Full circle. I knew it when I said it. Full circle. It was exactly what I was trying to do. Full fucking circle. Yes. I read the oh, first by the way, book in middle school. Uh-huh. 
And then I continued on early high school. Uh-huh. I read the first three books. We were, like, 16, I think, when the fourth one came out. The movie's stupid because the movie had come out already, I think, at that point. Okay. And I was on the school newspaper. Oh. And so I did the entertainment section, naturally. Oh, And so I wrote an article on Twilight. The movie is what made me realize how terrible the books were. That's when I realized, oh, my God, these don't have a plot. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is actually awful. Like, the fact that the plot is now in my face and the fact that... It doesn't really exist. I was like, oh my god, I hate this. I'm 16 now. I'm not a 13 loser who's obsessing over vampires anymore. And this is cringy. I wrote an article on it. And I tried to stay unbiased because I had friends who loved it. And I didn't want to hurt their feelings. So I, like, trashed the movie without going real hard. Right. My teacher, who is the sponsor for the newspaper, read it. And he was like, Katie, I want you to rewrite this. And I was like, why? And he goes... Because you're wrong. I love no, Twilight. No, team, no, no. Team Jacob forever. No, no, no. He goes, you can be meaner. It's okay. <gasps> I know it's in you. I like my version better. <laughs> no, he was like, you can be meaner. Because he just, I mean, I'm a huge trash talker. I am. It's part of who I am. I love that teacher. And he knew I could talk mad trash. And he knew I hated this movie. And he read Stuck this article. And he was like, you can be meaner. It's okay. It's a newspaper. Be meaner. This movie's awful. Do it. Okay. Well, now that you've said so. So I rewrote it and I just destroyed it. <laughs> and one of my friends was so upset and she was like, I thought you liked Twilight. And I was like, I did when I was 13 until I realized my mistakes. <laughs> I've grown. I've learned. I've grown. So I just want to point out how happy I am that we started before this recording saying, no, we're not going to talk about Twilight at all. And we've talked about Twilight so much. For five whole minutes. For even more. Like, it's... <laughs> we've talked about Twilight so much that we forgot to introduce our podcast. So welcome to Gordon the Macop. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Team something. You're Team Kelly. Voldemort. I'm Team Voldemort Kelly. Team Voldemort Kelly over here. Team Voldemort Kelly. I want a t-shirt now that says Team Voldemort Kelly. <laughs> and it just has a picture of you and Voldemort. Yes, and we're like cheering together. But it's of your head. We're having a drink together. It's just of your head though. And it's just like Kelly and Voldemort. Yeah, it's so good. A heart. It's so good. A heart around it. Someone make that. Someone make that. <laughs> Someone make that. I'll, I will sell the shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you free shirts. shirts. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'll give you money for it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You can get, I'll sell the shirt. You design it. I'll sell the shirt. And then you'll get a percentage of what I sell. Into this idea. Let's Very do much it. into this idea. Let's do it. I like that. So, I don't know about you, but my obsession with vampires started with Buffy. Yeah, same. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is our favorite show of all time. It's iconic. It's iconic. It's It's, it's why we're friends. It's why we're friends. It's It's literally literally why why we're friends. friends. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy obsessed all through high school, just all about it. I had the, um, well, it was my brother's, but I, I tried to keep it, and then he made me give it back. It was the box set of the entire series. It all came in a neat little box. You got box. it all at once? Yeah. What the fuck? Me and my mom would buy it season by it season together. It was an $80 value at the time. That's a fucking He got steal. it on sale. It was originally $150, and he got it on sale for $80. Bucks. He also has the box collector set of Angel, too. Oh, okay. Well, that I'm not as excited about. No, I have all of the the DVDs in my room right now, currently. But, like, Buffy (laughs) is so fucking good. I was obsessed. Mm -hmm. It got me into so much stuff. Mm -hmm. I just... It's 
part of who I am. Absolutely. It's just it's shaped us. It's shaped us as it's people. It's shaped us as people. And now we're best friends. And now we're best because friends. Because literally we met through mutual friends. And I walked up to her because like everybody told me like you're going to be really good friends with this girl because she loves Sailor Moon and she loves Buffy. And I was like, okay. But I had no idea what to talk to you about and it was real socially awkward. So I just walked up to you and I was like, I heard you like Buffy. And I just went, <laughs> yes. Yes, the I rest do. Is history. And what's funny <laughs> is that no one told me anything about you. Yeah. So you just approached me and you're like, I like Buffy. And I, I was like, like funny like story. Like <laughs> I'm obsessed with Buffy. Let's talk about it. And then we did. We proceeded to talk about it and for then like, we did. like an hour and a half. It was, yeah, because we were at that stupid, uh, I don't like to put Billiards. Pools. I hate billiards. I do too. Why did we go? But to be social. Because our boyfriends at the time were stupid. Because our boyfriends like balls. We had our our boyfriends like balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not our boyfriends anymore. Yeah. Cheers to Cheers that. Cheers to that. <laughs> This is what this is how you benefit from exes. Sometimes you meet your best friend through an ex-boyfriend. It's an unexpected thing. Earlier, I was gonna try to segue into my modern day vampires, what vampires are today in the current vampire community that is still alive and well. It's not what it used to be in the nineties and the early two thousands with the explosion of Vampire the Masquerade, but it is still a fucking thing. And here's the deal. If you know anyone, or if you are yourself in the vampire community, you know that they like to be really secretive and are really weird about that shit. But if there's a secret society out there, there's always going to be a snitch. <laughs> there's always going to be Lestat looking for There's always going to be a Lestat. fucking claim to fame. I mean, I'm assuming you guys know who Lestat is. For those who somehow missed the last 30 years... Read a um, book. Read a fucking book. <laughs> Lestat, famous character in interview in the movies, Interview with the Vampire and Queen of the Damned, but also in the very popular Anne Rice book series that those movies are based off of. And he is known in this fictional world of vampires for like coming out to all humans about being a vampire, and all the vampires want to kill him for it. Because they believe that if humans know about vampires, then it endangers them. Lestat didn't do this until the 1980s because he realized that no one would believe him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. It's just a trend. It's, it makes sense, though. Because he was like, yeah, I can tell everyone I'm a vampire and no one's going to actually fucking think I'm a vampire. It's a fashion statement. It's a trend. And those who do find out about it think it's fucking cool and want to be part of it. It's not like a whole village coming after you to kill you. Yeah. And so... Grow up vampires. That's who Lestat is. And he is written in the books as, like, super hot boy, very into theatrics, was in the theater when he was a human. But also has, like, some really weird ties to his mom that we're gonna ignore. Okay. He has an Oedipus complex. It's cringeworthy. He turns his mom into a vampire because it's the only, like, woman he ever loved because he's actually, like, he's bisexual and he prefers men. He has, like, very strong bonds and connections with men. Mm-hmm. But he was, like, super obsessed with his mom. He knew his mom felt unfulfilled in her mortal life, so she came to visit him while she was dying and sick, and he turned her into a vampire, and then they became- I remember that! And then they became lovers. Oh, no, I don't remember And it was that. really fucking weird. That's not how that movie went at all. And the way it was- Yeah. <laughs> and the way it was uh, described in the book was like, she's dead, and this is a different 
person, but I was like, no, this, it's still this wildly person, uncomfortable. This person raised you and shoved you out of her vagina. Yeah, like, you don't get around that. You just There's don't no, get around you, that. Okay. Well, does this modern day vampire? Does he also? Mm-mm. have a complex for mommies no specific vampires are now closely related to the bdsm and polyamorous community oh that one i knew and a lot of them from what i've gathered online seem to prefer to be polyamorous so i found this one dude who is openly a vampire online and i kind of don't want to give his name because i don't want to like send hatred towards him i mean he's pretty popular i think he gets enough as is yeah i think he knows what's up but anyways he like posts some things about like what it's like to be a vampire and blah 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 and so like yes i am a vampire based off like a wannabe vampire i'm like i'm like a real vampire you know not like a fake vampire and by the way i just want to say i am not trying to hate and make fun of people because i myself am a very cringeworthy person i love the whole vampire bullshit i think a part of me wishes i could be some part of some weird vampire thing but don't be pretentious about it but don't be pretentious about it because here's the deal like make fun of me all you want i'm a weirdo vampire freak i guess kind of person i don't call myself a vampire i am not but it is an aesthetic and a thing that i like so anyways, take that into consideration while I kind of open on this person. While I kind of <laughs> while I kind of make fun of this this person. So <laughs> So here are some things that modern day vampires are like. They are not the vampire you know from the media. Apparently the media has tainted the image of the vampire based off of common questions asked to them and other research I have about vampires, what a vampire actually is, is it's a human being that requires an alternative source of human energy. I'm sorry, but this immediately makes me think of the new What We Do in the Shadow show. Oh, that's in this. Is it really? That's where they got it from. An energy vampire that just saps your energy by walking around and being boring as hell and just like... They're called psychic oh, vampires, God. and they get their they feed off of people, crowds, energy, however which way they want. There's three different ways modern day vampires feed. By the way, yes. the first one is the one that we all know and love: blood. Right, of course. But here's the thing: drinking it's so worn out. Drinking blood is not actually healthy for the human body. Not. Yeah. So for someone to claim that that gives them a source of energy, I'm going to just heavily question. Most people, and this is, I have some sources into the vampire community. I know some snitches, basically, is what Mm. we're getting at. And snitches get stitches, but I'm not going to out them. So we're going to keep it at that. Yes. My snitches say that I- Your little birds. Vampire, my little birds. Your little bats. My little bats? Oh, my little bats. Your little bats. (laughs) I got little bats, guys. My little bats tell me- (laughs) I love that. It's so good. It's so cute. <laughs> my, my little bats tell me that a lot of vampires do drink blood, but they drink it in typically small doses. In wine. A cup at most, sometimes mixed with wine, yes. depending on the person and their preferences. And that is a source of them collecting human energy to help energize themselves. And they have donors, and they screen the donors. I'm not a donor. Sorry, I was doing things. 
Kelly, okay, for everyone listening on the podcast, <laughs> Kelly tried pointing at me while I was drinking my to wine. indicate that I am a blood donor to vampires. No, no to I me am specifically not. because I was drinking my wine. Mm-hmm. If you were going to be a donor for anybody, it'd be me. It's true, but you're not a vampire. Well, we can fix that. Tell me how. Did you know which? Okay, apparently, <laughs> apparently, witches. Okay, witches get stitches as well. Modern witches use vampire blood in rituals sometimes, and they will buy the vampire blood from the modern day vampires, like a whole fucking exchange. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. I got that also from my little bats. Also, your little bats. I got a lot of information from my little bats. bats. Are... My little bat bat tweet. Like bat bats. <laughs> yes. Not tweet. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So they have donors. They screen the donors. It's the same way you would screen a sexual partner. Make sure they don't have diseases, all that stuff. I still want to know. I still don't have the answer to my question if their blood type changes the taste. I want to know. I feel like it's a preference, you know, kind of like how we prefer Cabernet over Merlot. Like, I prefer type B versus type a blood but i can drink any of it (laughs) right so the other way modern day vampires feed is if they're psychic vampires it's kind of what we just went over it's like the joke from what we do in the shadows which what we do in the shadows is like phenomenal the best thing ever so fucking good watch the movie watch the show it's all fucking they're both great they're both great they're both fucking great they're so good great now the chat thinks i'm a vampire (laughs) Yep. Well, I they mean, think you're a witch. I'm a vampire. I mean, our, normally I'm sh- called the stop witch. Stop telling our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> like just because I know vampires, and just because I practice mean, witchcraft, does that mean anything? Witchcraft doesn't mean I'm a fucking witch. I don't like labels. Mm. So the third kind. So the third kind is I think really funny. Sexual feeding. Which Yum. is a bit, it's sexual energy. It's not necessarily having sex with so someone. So you go into a strip club and just stay there until all the strippers pass out. No, it's the intense connection between two oh, people who have. It's the spark, the chemistry. Wait, does it have to be romantic you, or does it have to be sexual? Sexual, not romantic. Okay, well then I stand by my statement. Because you could go into a strip club and just drain all the men in there. Yeah, but they have to be attracted to you. Well, they have to be attracted. Oh, they have to be attracted to you, not to the other people around them. Cause yeah. Because like, I feel like you could walk into yeah. a nightclub. You could walk into a, That would be but like here's the easiest the thing. way to feed. Here's the thing, though. I think, minus the blood part. Minus the blood part. If you're a psychic vampire, that just tells me you are an extrovert. <laughs> because that's how extroverts get their energy. And then if you are into the sexual feeding thing, that just means you get... You're hot. You get stimulated. Everyone gets stimulated from someone finding them attractive. You know what I mean? Like, by talking to someone, having that sexual connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But whatever. Apparently, that's the way vam- modern-day vampires feed. It's the attraction and feeling of arousing someone. You don't have to have sex, but you can. Cool. So, Yeah. There's this dude online who's a total snitch in his vampire community. He calls himself a vampire king. That's I wonder how the community thing. feels about it. Maybe they're cool about it. He apparently is a vampire king, so whatever. But typically, vampires are secretive. Right, so he could be a self-proclaimed king and full of shit. Absolutely. It's all how you present yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. He is saying... Vampires are not immortal. No fucking shit. They're people playing dress up. Which I sounds mean, but I play dress up every day. I need you all to know this. 
I'm making fun of myself here too. I just don't like I'm a dick, but I'm at least I'm a I'm a self aware dick. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, obviously not immortal. That wouldn't make any fucking sense. Can't turn other people into vampires again. Wouldn't make any fucking sense. Wait, he said this? Yeah, he said that he, you can't turn. This all other sounds into vampires. like a cover up. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're letting him go because they're just like, oh, well, he's not telling anything that really matters. Maybe. Here's the part that I like. I actually, I laughed at this part. Oh, good. Sunlight actually does make them sick. Same? No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> they described it as like being in sunlight for five minutes gives you a headache. But then when you're there for like 20 minutes, you get a really bad stomach ache. And then after a while, your entire body hurts, and it's like an extreme hangover while someone hits you repeatedly with a baseball bat. Mm. Maybe you're allergic to the sun. Yeah, could be sun allergy. That is a thing. Maybe you're dramatic. My dude. Maybe you're just drinking blood to make your Maybe sun there's less a whole weird. thing about, because here's the thing, vampires is a subculture. It's not a subversion of human. I'm not a fan of sunlight either. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, here's the deal. Sunlight makes me tired. It makes me exhausted. It makes a lot of people tired. It makes a lot of people exhausted. Sunsickness is a thing. Sunsickness is absolutely a thing. But to say that every time you go into the sun hurts you, that sounds like a skin condition. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Or it sounds like you spend way too much time indoors. Or it sounds like... Or it sounds like you, okay, what's the word I'm looking for? Not placebo, but like when people convince themselves of an illness. Oh, shit. Uh, was it hy- hypochondriac? Something chondriac. It's like something, it's like kind of like a hypochondriac, but instead of like constantly thinking you're constantly sick, it's like, okay, there's a, for, here's an example. Here's a great example. There's a girl I knew in high school who genuinely thought she was allergic to the color pink. And she would, like, show symptoms when near and around the color pink. Obviously, like, what, though? Obviously, like, hives and shit like that. What? That's crazy. Yeah, but it was, like, all self-induced. It was all psychological. You know what I mean? And so, like, you obviously can't be allergic to the color pink. She also had a huge aversion to, uh even numbers which was weird and i was like that's i think that's just a personal preference but okay yeah so that's a thing drinks blood sometimes uses a donor i already went over that modern vampires have heightened human traits apparently they have a heightened sense of taste smell and hearing and uh don't always like it it's just something they have to deal with and learn to live with so poor them right oh oh yeah, and I just, again, find that very funny. So, basically, they always know when someone farts. Ugh. Which, to be fair, that really would be annoying. It would, because so many people fart, just, like, All the openly. time. Even if you're in another room, apparently you'll, you will experience the fart. Yikes. You'll hear it, and you will smell it. Don't want that. Don't want that. Donate now to help the strife of modern vampires and their smelling. It's an ongoing issue. We need to get them some nose plugs. So, yeah, I didn't realize this, but vampires who drink blood are called um, sanguinarian vampires. There's a a term for them. And a Hmm. nickname for psychic vampires is psi. Psi vampires. Psi. So, like, P-S-I. So... 
Hmm. Fun, fun tidbit. That's my intro part. Probably going to hyper edit that down. <laughs> <laughs> now you know about modern vampires. Um, I know about modern new vampires and how I think, I personally think they're just vampire, the masquerade enthusiasts. And you know what, honestly? Okay with it? I'm fine with that. I've always wanted to play Vampire the Masquerade. I'm not going to lie. Me too. It's just all the kids I knew growing up who did play it. And by all the kids, I mean, like, I knew maybe three of them. We didn't really vibe. No? So, shockingly. No. Shockingly, no. Crazy. Shockingly, I don't like hanging out with people who believe that they're so smart they think they're better than everyone else. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what we were saying earlier. You can be a vampire (laughs) all you want. We support it. Don't be pretentious. Don't be pretentious. About it. Just don't be pretentious. That's all we ask. That's all we got. That's the thing. Too many pretentious kids I knew were into that, and I was like, "Look, fly your nerd flag. Fly your vampire flag. Hi. Don't be a Wave dick. Wave your blood around. About Splash it. it on the walls. Go for it. I'm here for you. Finger paint with it. Don't be pretentious. But about don't it. act like you're smarter. Don't act like your finger paintings are better than ours. Exactly. Just because we don't use blood doesn't mean they're any less artistic. All right. That's fact. <laughs> fact. Right there. There it is. So, all right, let's go into your shit. Well, mine is definitely not a modern day vampire. Mine oh, yeah, is I know. an OG vampire. Fuck yeah. OG AF. It's my girl, Elizabeth Bathroy. That was you, Bathory. Bathory. I don't know. It's it's spelled Bathroy. Is it? I thought it was Bathory. I'm just Oh, wait. Nope. Nope. It's Bathooey. <laughs> No, I think that's a typo. <laughs> it's probably a typo. But I like Bethui. Can we stick with that? Sure. Elizabeth Bethui. Yeah. Bathory? It's Bathory. Bathory. Okay, Bathory. Bathui. Whatever. The bitch was Hungarian, and I honestly only know, like, the base minimum about her. Oh, shit. So I'm excited to know. So you don't know about all the, the whole story? I know, like, the basics. Like, I could probably talk about her for a total of ten minutes and be done. Do you know about any of the torture and shit? No. Oh, yay! This is gonna be fun! Alright, so the Countess Elizabeth Bethui. Bethui! (laughs) Perfect. Uh, She's the most prolific female serial killer. Also, OG vampire and witchcraft practitioner. She is a... Fucking whammy for this podcast. There aren't enough female serial killers. There aren't. Represent. Represent. Like that one nurse that That, killed. Yeah, and she was like, I just want to be able to kill more people than a man ever could. And she did. And she she did. did. And she did. That bitch killed so many people. How many people did she kill? It was like it was a hundreds. It was it was a shit. It's because no one suspected her. It was because no one knew she was a nurse, and she was just killing people off. Well, everyone knew she was a nurse. No one knew she was a killer. Her job was being a nurse. Yeah, but she also like killed off like family members and like. It was fucking nuts, man. She that's that's a story from she another did. time. She did. She yeah. That we should focus on female serial killers for we one should, of the episodes. We should. We should talk about her because yes. she was like some OG. Sh- well, this woman's OG. This shit. okay. So OG to OG. So as a little girl, the spoiled, petulant Elizabeth was never chastised for any bad behavior. Same. Even though she was prone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it got real real fast. <laughs> no. So she wasn't ever chastised, even though she was p- prone to fits of rage and violence. Chastised? Chastised. Is that you said, what I said? You said chastite. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, that's better. And from the time she was a young girl, she experienced seizures, 
wild mood swings and terrible migraines. So she was a problem child from the get-go. Wait a minute. She experienced extreme headaches and mood swings and now she's a problem child? Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying like the rage fits and stuff. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. No, the rage fits is more what I'm referring to. But also, you know, if they weren't accompanied by rage, then sure. But apparently she was a total fucking bitch about it. So don't do that thing. Like you fucking do. Like you fucking do. I mean, we've all (laughs) been sent home early from a birthday party because we cried because we didn't get the pink balloon, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. It's just we didn't hit other girls at our slumber parties because of it. No. I just cried a lot. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fine. That's That's normal. That's a true story. I was actually sent home crying at a birthday party because I didn't get the pink balloon. Oh, well. My mother was so embarrassed. She's embarrassed about it to this day, I swear to God. She was just like, you are too old for that. And I was like, look, Mom, I'm a very complicated... It was pink! I'm a complicated... Mom! I'm a complicated human being, okay? Mm -hmm. Let me have my vices. So, (laughs) also as a child, I'm sure this didn't help her, like, rage tendencies. As a child, she would observe scenes of horrific torture, including one episode where she watched local authorities slit open the belly of a living horse, cram a criminal inside it, and stitch it closed. What? Yeah, leaving the criminal to writhe and struggle until both the human and the horse were dead. So both of them were alive. They cut open the horse, stuck a guy inside, sewed him up, and they both fucking were tortured to death. What the fuck did that horse ever do? What the f- Who was like, this is a good idea? Um, privileged people. I'm upset for the horse. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so upset for the horse. He did nothing. And he has, like, a creature, like, just, oh, God, I can't. I okay. can't. All right. Ugh. But she had to fucking witness it. So she's like, oh, this is how we deal with our problems. This is normal. This, this is, is normal. how you express your rage. This is how we do this. She was married off to a count at 14 years old. Well, that's normal for Yeah, the that's times. normal for the times. But, I mean, still... How old was the count? Like 30 something? That's ancient back then. Fuck that. That's gross. Yeah, it was it was bad. He was like, okay, so her husband was the chief and commander of Hungarian troops. He was called the Black Hero of Hungary. He fought in the war against the Ottomans. Oh, okay. So, like, or this is during the same time as uh, Vlad Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vlad the Impaler. So, um, but because of this, she was often left alone to take care of the estate while her husband was away fighting the war. And during her stay, she spent time with her aunt, who practiced witchcraft, and her uncle, who was a devil-worshipping alchemist. Like, you can't make this shit up. That's amazing. It's great. She was bred to be a she vampire. She was bred to be a vampire. They were like, hey, we really need a girl to represent. We got Vlad up and coming over here. Let's I don't even get... think Vlad was like really a thing yet. Well, maybe they just knew. Maybe because Because was... what year was this? Because Vlad was prominent in the late 1400s, I believe. Oof. I should have wrote that down and I thought I did, but I guess I didn't. It's okay. We can look it up later. I can yeah, look it up we'll now. Look... Yeah, okay. yeah. Look it up now because that's interesting. Hold on. I want to know who came first, Elizabeth or Dracula, because... Because we got to know who's the real We got to know OG. who the fuck the OG is. All right. And if it's fucking Elizabeth, I'm going to riot. Because God damn it. Actually, I have the article on him up. Do you really? On my computer. Yeah, I mean... On yeah, my empire. Here it is. Here it is. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad Dracula. 1456 to 1462. 1462. Okay, so let's look up Elizabeth Bathory. Bathory. How dare you. Show some respect. 
Oh, she was later. She was 16. Uh, she 15, was, 16. She was 15, 16. Okay, yeah. So then they were All like, right. we, need a, we need a girl up in here to represent. We need represent. a girl up in here because yes. Dracula did come first. Dracula came first, so we got to, like, step our game up. Oh, he ruled Wallachia. I didn't know that. That's where Castlevania takes place. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I just didn't realize um, it. So, let's see. But Dracula's favorite way to kill his enemies while he would fight off the Ottoman Empire was to impale them on a wooden stake. Well, well, we know where that ended up going. <laughs> Maybe uh, him and this count were oh. buddies because... This guy, Nastadi, Nastadi, Nadasti, Nadasti, I like Nastadi. I know that's not how you say it. Nadasti, Nadasi, Nadasi. There's two D's. Nadasti. That's as close as we're gonna fucking get. Nadasi, Nadasti. Anyway, Nadasti, Nadasti. This is a pronunciation. Bippity boppity boo. But he also enjoyed torturing, and he supported uh, Bethui. <laughs> Bethui, I'm not letting it go. He supported Bethui's behavior <laughs> by teaching her new ways to inflict pain. He was like, "Hey, this is great, and all, but have you tried this?" However, after her husband died, uh, she took her torture schemes to the next level. She was known to use barbed lash, a thick cudgel. And iron tongs. I need you to explain what those first two are. Okay, barbed lash, like a whip with barbs. Barbs. Why? Okay. Woo! Yeah, she was baby. hardcore. And the next one? Thick cudgel. I think that's like basically a huge blunt object, right? Yeah, got it. Cudgel. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then the iron tongs. Um. Oh, I know what those are. She also, have you ever heard of the Iron Maiden? Yes. I know what the Iron Maiden is. Okay. This bitch invented it. No way. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out. Yeah, she wanted to fucking torture people, and so she came up with the Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, um, isn't, uh, the Tower of London is where that torture chamber is? Mm-hmm. I went there as a kid. Oh, shit. Yeah. You could touch it, but they made all the spikes and one of the things, like, Dull. foam. Oh, okay. I see. So Yeah, no, she came up with this because she was like, oh, let's come up with new ways to torture people. Iron Maiden was fucking one of them. Fuck. Iron Maiden. So, yeah, dude. Hardcore. Uh, some of the other ways that this uh, lovely lady would torture people, she hung them from the ceiling. By hooks. By hooks. That's a that's a fetish now. Well, I mean, you know about suspension, right? Something tells me that this part wasn't sexy at the time. Let's take a quick pause. This is some serious ASMR. We have to drink red wine with blood in it. You don't know that there. You don't know whether there is or isn't blood in it. That's just how. Surprise! It goes. You're part of our ritual tonight. Surprise! <laughs> You're part of our vampire cult now. For those of you who are brand new tuning in, we have an ongoing joke. Joke. That, I'm sorry. We have an on. I mean, I can't let them know we we're real. We have a building. We can't let them know we're oh, right. real. Okay. It's against vampire code, Kelly. Fine. We have to, like, do the whole submittals and review and auditioning and blah, blah, blah. So we have a vampire cult. And which cult? 
Vampire and witch. We have a witch coven and a vampire cult, Kelly. Oh, Get it fucking straight. I thought we were combining them. No, like they're so separate because one is red wine and the other is tequila. Okay, that was the thing. Is I was wondering which one had the tequila cupcakes because I want to be in charge of that one. The witch coven's got to have tequila cupcakes because they have a bake sale. Yes. Obviously. So that's the one I'm in charge of and that's what makes me witchy baby. The All vampire right. coven is the anime. Right themed one. How could I forget? You have to watch Helsing. Separate fucking... Helsing is application. actually one of my top five favorite animes of all yeah. time. It's really good. You should watch it. Okay. Uh, watch the OVA. You seem very, very passionate about watch that. Watch the OVA. There it is, if you didn't know. Okay, so this bitch would hang people from ceilings from hooks. Here's one that would... It's like a horror nightmare to me, personally, as a Florida girl. She would throw these poor people out naked in the snow and toss cold water on them. That's, it's horrifying. That is horrifying. Who would do that? The poor Florida girl. She's, Kelly's about to cry. <laughs> Elizabeth Bathory, dead it for centuries, me. still makes women cry. She terrifies me. So, no, no this, this woman is referenced a lot. And we're going to get there. So, also, she enjoyed putting red hot coins into servant girls' palms. She also thrust pokers into the fire and used them to burn her servants' faces. They called me Vlad the poker because I like to poke things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so what we do in the shadows joke for you. Oh I like to poke things. I like All to right. poke things. Um, also, and people. This one's going to hurt. Okay. She tore off their fingernails with pincers. <laughs> Say that one more time. She, she tore off their fingernails with pincers. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, as someone who edits our podcasts, we talk over each other too much. Yeah. And it's it's both of us equally doing yeah. it. We're just ow, so excited. Ow, 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 fucking ow, ow, I know, ow. it makes me want to ow, grip ow, my ow, hands. Ow. Like, I know fingernails grow back, but sometimes I'm like, if I had the option to tear off all of my fingernails, or one pinky, or even half a pinky... I'm like, I think I might pick the pinky. Yeah. But the logic side of my brain goes, Katie, the nail grows back. Yeah, but... Uh, but, like, it's just so much. It's, it's so, so much. much. It's It's too much. So, Elizabeth and Bethuy, uh Elizabeth and Bethuy, Elizabeth Bethuy and... You make her sound like a demon. I, I, that's kind of why I'm doing it. It sounds kind of cool, right? It's kind of like got that Cthulhu vibe. Anyway, what is it? Bathory. 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 Sorry, I've, I've adopted Bathory so much. Well, there's an accent over the A, and I don't know if that changes how Whatever. you pronounce the A. Elizabeth Bathory, it's fine. So her Nadazi had a really fucking spicy, hot love life, right? Because he was gone all the time. So what he would do mm. is he would send her these love letters oh. with advice on how to torture people. Oh. It's real hot. I love it. It's a good shit. Get you all sweaty. I'm glad that that's, you know, that's what you should always relate to with your significant other. How to torture If bitches. you can't talk about torturing people. Are you even in love? Are you, yeah, are you even <laughs> in a relationship? So one of the things, one of the suggestions that he gave her, her was uh, <laughs> to cover them in honey, co- cover the servant girls in honey, and then put mm. them outside for a full day so they get bitten by bugs and stung by bees. Ow. As someone who gets bitten by bugs without being covered in honey, that sounds like the worst thing ever. 
Don't do this to me. Why is my immediate instinct to be like, I hope they rolled around in the... Oh, because of mud. Mud. Because mud. I hope they rolled around on the ground. I don't think they did. At least the first one didn't. Were they monitored? She was just like, uh... And then, you know. No, my first thing would be like, I'm trying to understand the situation. Are their arms bound? Are their legs bound? Are they in some sort of cage? Are is someone monitoring them? I mean, they're them? probably like, just being locked outside and don't have anywhere to go because they're a servant girl and probably don't have much education or family. And if they do, it's probably inside the house. I feel like even with that, there's a point where you just cover yourself in mud instinctually and run. And run and, and get run. rid of it, find water, something. Maybe she threatened them. Well, all right. There's another thing. We'll get to it. Okay. So she even wrote him a sweet love letter after her servant, Thorco. Thorco. What's that name? Thorco. Thorco. That's the name. That's the name. I can't even get around that. He was into this shit. She had a servant who was like, yeah, bitch. Yes. She had a gay best friend servant. She had a gay best friend servant. His name was Thorco. And he was all about it. He taught her how to curse people. She wrote to her husband and told her about this curse. And the curse was to beat a black hen to death, then smear the blood on your enemy or on their clothes to condemn them. Is this where the blood thing started? It's and gotta so be. it begins. <laughs> Unfortunately, this love, this prolific love that was so legendary and beautiful, it could not last because he died in 1604. And Elizabeth was distressed and decided the only way to ease her pain was to become more extreme. Edge lord it up. We've talked about how she pulls off fingernails. But now let me tell you about how instead she started just shoving needles under their fingernails. Sorry, that hurt me to say. Uh, Or... She'd shove them into their faces. The needles? The needles. Why is that less painful in my brain? I know. I just... My brain responds to the hands like, you want to die now. But needles in your face, it's like, we can deal with this. Well, see, now I wish I said the face thing first. That's okay. Also, when she got real into it, she would bite chunks of flesh from their bodies or poke their breasts with sharp pincers. Okay. When we say poke their breasts... Do we mean... I mean, it's pincers, so I think she's, like, pincing. That's, that's the part that threw me off was, are we pinching? Yeah, I feel like that's misleading. Or stabbing. I, well, I don't know if it's even stabbing. I think it's more so just, I don't know, pincers. Like clamps on the nipples? Yeah, like clamps. Like sharp, hot clamps. Right? Yeah. So, they're saying that the whole... And this I'm totally doing off memory, because apparently I didn't write it down, because I'm dumb. But this whole thing started like the whole blood obsession like of course there was the hen thing and stuff so that was mentioned to her but there was one day where a servant girl was cutting her hair i believe and cut herself like cut the servant girl cut herself the blood landed on elizabeth and she thought that her skin immediately tightened and so she was like oh this is how i stay young and she was obsessed with staying young because she was apparently a total nymphomaniac wanted to be desired by like all people she had like several affairs some of which were with other servants some with other counts whatever she just wanted to be the hottest thing and so she started adopting this thing where she would get her servant thorco to bring her the blood of the servant girls And then it turned into this whole thing of cutting off their heads, putting them on spikes, and the blood, like, 
pooling into a bathtub that she would bathe in, like, regularly. This is the part I knew about. I knew about the origin of the servant cutting themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, and then that's repeated, like, no matter what story you read, fact or fiction, like, that is, that's how it began. Don't you just, don't you just love that? Don't you just love it? I just love that. She's already a fucking psychopath. Let's just give her an obsession with young girls' blood. Yep. Yep, she just loved the young girl's blood. She also didn't like any girls being, like, more attractive than her, so she was more brutal with the ones that she thought were beautiful. Well, fuck. Hope I'm ugly during that time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she was so rich, she really didn't even have to worry about it. Like, she didn't try to cover it up or anything. So, eventually, people come and knock in, they're like, hey, what the fuck is up, and find all these fucking dead servant girls... So they don't even hold a trial for her. She's that rich. Like, she's never convicted of anything. They're just like, we're going to shove this under the rug and hope it goes the fuck away. And by shoving under a rug, what I mean is they put her in a room and they built bricks around it. So there was no windows, no doors, no shit. And they just left her there where she died. Wait, what about the school? What school? Okay, so my understanding of her origin story is what got her caught was that she started doing this to other aristocrats' children. She pretended to hold classes to help teach girls to learn how to be proper ladies, and she started killing those girls. And when their families were like, where the oh, fuck I is my daughter? So- I don't remember the school part, but I do remember she, she pretended, started branching out. She pretended it was a school, but that was how she got more victims. Mm-hmm. Was to lure uh, these young girls in to learn how to be. Because she was like, she was, what was her status? She was a baroness. She was a baroness. Okay, so girls who were... No, no, sorry, countess. She was a countess. So girls who were just under that on the aristocratic scale were accepted into her, like, fake academy, whatever, to live with her, and they would be tortured and, like, she would use their blood and whatnot, and they started slowly disappearing, and that's what got her caught. Yeah. It was because no one cared about the servants dying. But, they but it's caring. when the rich girl started dying. But when dying. the rich girl started dying is when she got caught. Yeah. That was my understanding. Yeah, you're totally right. I completely forgot about that part. I it's don't okay. I don't remember ever hearing about the school. But that does seem like a very She like pretended it was like a school for manners or yeah, something like right. that. Like where she basically it was like an internship type of thing where she would like, I'm gonna teach them how to be a proper lady in society. Mm-hmm. Well, they did uh, barricade her into a room with no windows and no doors and just had, like, a slit to feed her food until one day she died. Um, That's nuts. I had no idea about that. Yeah, dude. And then, like, when they eventually tore down the place, her body was gone. And that's why everybody thinks she's an OG vampire. And then girls started dying, like, um, after they tore down the place. So, it's so good. I love it. I've actually seen multiple things in media today that use the whole... Okay, I've seen this in two different things. One was I accidentally saw part of Hostel 2, and it was someone taking a bloodbath, but the person was suspended from the ceiling above them, bleeding out into the bathtub. Oh, yeah, no, she did that. Yeah, I think they took it... They obviously took it from her. And then the second one was from the show Salem. They made her a witch, essentially. What she would do is she would have, again, over a bathtub, a girl suspended, but she would have a... 
Is the collar part of this? Actually, she would put their head on spikes and then their neck would bleed out. It's way tub. more badass. In the show Salem, this woman has a collar around their neck that has like a spike in it that goes into their main artery and then it has a valve. Like you, oh. you, you turn it, to, it's like a faucet. Oh, that's so fancy. Yeah, it was a really clean way of doing it. So she would like turn on the faucet to have the blood run and then she'd turn it off. Oh, that's that's real classy. Yeah, it's very classy. I'm very into it. Very classy. I read a couple, um, there was this one vampire. Okay, so here's the deal. I know we don't have time for everything and everything as much as I really, really wish we did. All the OG vampire, like, here's a story of a maybe real vampire. They're really short. But then I found this one story that is very long, that I feel like so interesting. I can't not talk about it. And it is about a dude who believes he's a vampire, but he's literally a crazy person. Do you mean living life after death? (laughs) And it is the vampire of Sacramento. Buckle the fuck up, because we're going to talk about Richard Trenton Chase. All right, y'all. All right. And we're going to go from 1620 to the 1960s. Welcome to our time travel podcast. Slash 1970s. All right. Richard Trenton Chase was an American serial killer who killed six people in the span of one month in California. He earned the nickname the Vampire of Sacramento because he drank the blood of his victims and ate their internal organs. He did this as part of a delusion that he needed to prevent Nazis from turning his blood into powder via poison they had planted beneath his soap dish. Get ready for the Vampire of Sacramento. Oof. Born in 1950, he was raised in a strict household and was beaten often by his father. In his teens, he became an alcoholic and also developed a penchant for killing and mutilating animals and fire-starting, all common traits amongst serial killers in their youth. Mm. Common little arsonists. On the mutilating animals? Yeah, well, also, yes. That's way more common than arson. That's way more common than arson. I think we can go ahead and try to... Well, that's not fair. Well, no, it is fair. If you torture animals, you probably kill people. If you torture animals, there's fucking something wrong with you. There's a special place in hell for you. There's something fucking... That's like killing... That's like torturing... An infant, because they don't know what's happening. It's worse because they're cute and they're furry and sweet, and all they want to do is love you. How dare you? Like, look at this guy. Look at this little boy. I'm sorry for anyone listening. I'm holding up my cat Cheese, and he looks like really upset. He looks like the sweetest baby, though. but he's purring. Who would want to hurt this face? No one. No one, except for this Chase person, because he's because he's the worst. He's the worst. So in high school, Chase had a handful of girlfriends, none of whom he was able to maintain a steady relationship with, partly due to his inability to achieve or maintain an erection, and because of his inability to become aroused in the presence of females. Maybe you're gay. Maybe you are asexual. Maybe you should stop dating women. Maybe you should stop trying so hard. Upon consulting a psychiatrist, Chase was told that the root of his problems was either repressed rage or mental illness. 
Chase did not seek any further treatment after this diagnosis. It would be later determined that Chase had an aversion to conventional sex and could only achieve arousal and orgasm through violent or disturbed acts, such as killing animals and necrophilia. As an adult, Chase moved back in with his mother, where he began to accuse her of attempting to murder him via poison. He basically just thought everyone was trying to fucking poison him. Chase's father purchased an apartment for him and forced him to move out of the house. So I kind of put a little note, brat alert, except that I also realize this is the same man who physically abused him. So I find that really interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. he's physically abused, but so insufferable that his dad bought him an apartment just to get rid of him. Oof. Like, fuck. You got it. Like, I knew I knew only one person like that growing up. Where their parents couldn't handle them to the point to where they bought an apartment for them to get rid of them. How'd that go? Well, they've been to many a music festival. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what that means, but I will go with it. And I'll take it over, uh, you know. What I mean is, so they had, like, an okay job, and they just blow all of the money on going to music festivals and, like, probably drugs and alcohol. Well, that's probably better than drinking blood. But their parents paid for their apartment, and, like, sorry, I, sidebar, it just upset me because I knew this person very well growing up. We lost touch late high school, and when I found this out, I was like, really? It's just enabling, but whatever. Mm, Yeah. I I digress. So, alone in his new apartment, Chase began to capture, kill, and disembowel various animals, which he would then devour raw. He then began to put the entrails of the animals he had killed in a blender to make smoothies. Chase reasoned that by drinking these smoothies, he was preventing his heart from shrinking. He feared that if it shrank too much, it would disappear and he would then die. Doesn't he know if he just returns the presents, his heart will grow two sizes that day? He's the Grinch. He's the Grinch. He's the Grinch. He would sometimes kill small animals, gut them, and put them into Coke bottles and drink the mixture. So he'd have, like, a, a bottle of Coke and, like, mix Animal the, guts? Mm-hmm. And drink it. Okay. Which also tells you how acidic Coke is. <laughs> so in 1975, which he was born in 1950, so he is now 25. Chase was involuntarily committed to a mental institution after being taken to a hospital for blood poisoning, which he contracted after injecting rabbit's blood into his veins. So he had gotten a syringe and literally injected rabbit's blood into himself. God, just buy some heroin. Right? Like, just be a fucking drug addict. Be normal. Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you just be a junkie like normal people? Like, what's wrong with you? Okay. God. So Chase escaped from the hospital and went home to his mother. He was apprehended and sent to an institution for the criminally insane. Good. Where he often shared with the staff fantasies about killing rabbits. He was once found with blood smeared around his mouth. Hospital staff discovered that he had captured two birds through the bars of his bedroom windows, snapped their necks, and sucked their blood out. But you gotta respect the commitment, because 
dude, how do you do that? He's like, I'm a fucking vampire. Yeah, I mean, that's the only explanation. So, among themselves, the staff began referring to him as Dracula. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. So, undergoing a battery of treatments involving uh, psychotropic drugs, Chase was deemed no longer a danger to society. So, in 1976, one year later, he was released. His mother decided... He's fine now. He's fine now. He's on drugs. He's fine now. His mother, deciding that her son did not need to be on anti-schizophrenic medication... Because mama knows best. She decided to wean him off of it. Oh, good. Yeah. That's so smart. Homeboy is fucking schizophrenic, needs his goddamn meds to be a functioning member of society, and Mama Bear is all like, my okay. son doesn't need that. He's fine. But did that doctor have a degree in motherhood? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you just sound, You just gave me chills. I feel like I'm sitting next to an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> The most horrifying thing. The most horrifying of mothers. <laughs> oh my god. I would rather my child be dead than autistic. Anyways. His parents, still paying for him, put him up in an apartment. By himself, because that seems right. Off of his anti-schizophrenic medicine, alone, again, where he again continued to capture torture and then drink the blood of rabbits dogs and cats on occasion he would eat and kill the neighbor's pets and at least once contacted the neighbor by telephone to explain what he had done which is like it gives me flashbacks of albert fish who albert fish the guy who would eat children no (gasps) there's no way you don't know who albert fish is it might be happening at this very moment Oh my god. Okay, sidebar. Albert Fish is a famous serial killer. He's like old grandpa type, but he would kill and eat children. And one of the first times he did it, he wrote a full letter to the mother explaining exactly what he had done to assure her where her child was. How considerate. Yeah. That's so sweet of you. Albert Fish is a fucking psycho. I learned about him when I went to the Museum of Death in New Orleans because they had the letter there. It was fucking creepy. He was like, I want to assure you she wasn't raped or anything before she was killed. I just wanted to let you know that her body wasn't like... It was just nommed on a lot. Yeah, and he was like, and I have her preserved in my freezer and I was most excited to try her butt cheeks because I hear they're the most succulent part what of the, the body. What like, yeah, the Stop! Too much! He goes into so much fucking detail, it's disgusting. So anyways, this guy kind of pulled an Albert Fish, because Albert Fish is before this time. That was like the 1920s. So he was inspired. This guy, I guess, was inspired by and called up his neighbor to be like, hey, I fucking broiled and ate your cat, I guess. Dude, but real quick, real quick, because this is a real short story. I had a coworker who grew up in Haiti. She lived there for like the majority of her life. And apparently in Haiti, they eat cats. She had a cat, and one day, it goes missing. She had no idea where it was. Her neighbor is having a barbecue, and she's <gasps> like, oh, yeah, I'm going that cat. And she's like, I, you're eating my cat. And she's like, yeah, you want some? I would punch her in the face. Right? And but can- apparently, it's totally normal. Apparently, that's a normal thing that happens in Haiti. All of a sudden, I never want to go there, ever. Don't fucking eat people's cats. 
don't fucking eat God, cats. That's a, okay, so that's, this is why I don't have outdoor cats. That's the moral of this podcast episode: is leave our cats alone. Leave our cats a fucking alone. Okay. Leave our cats alone. Leave them alone. That's all I want. God. I know this is real. That happened like a couple years ago, and I was just like. I lost my mind and she didn't understand why I was so upset. Here's the thing. Don't eat people's pets. Don't do that Don't thing. eat people's pets. Your friend has a pet cow. You don't eat the cow. You don't eat that cow. That's not your cow. Your friend has a pet chicken. You don't fucking eat the chicken. That's their chicken. Bok, bok, motherfucker. Don't eat people's pets. Don't do it. It's gross. No. Anyways. Yes. He ate the neighbor's animal and called them to fucking tell them what he had done. Horrifying. I honestly would rather believe they ran away. For real, I would just much tell me rather they... believe they ran away. I do not want you to call me and tell me this shit. Or just like say they got hit by a car. Lie. Lie to like, me. Like lie to me. Lie to me. Just whatever. So at the same time, he developed a fascination for firearms. Because that's fucking healthy. Hello, America. He seems like the kind of person that we could trust with a firearm. He's someone you totally want at your party. He's what I like to call Rifle Rick. Rifle Rick. I like it. He developed a fascination for firearms and purchased several, several handguns, with which he practiced obsessively. He became fascinated by the crimes of the Hillside Strangler, and he believed the Strangler was also the victim of the Nazi UFO conspiracy that he believed he was a victim of. So he is literally sympathizing with a known serial killer at the time. And then Hellside Strangler is like a real f- That's a doozy. Up. That's a doozy. If we do like... That's like a classic serial killer. It is know? classic. Like it's a fucking classic. Like I don't want to categorize serial killers as like classic. You modern, do have classic olden, ones. Like we have classic Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy. They've become classic. They're yeah. classics, and it's horrible, but they are. It's horrific. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Anyways, uh, I mean, of the classics, Ed Gein's my favorite. As fucked up as that is. <laughs> like your favorite story? Well, he was the first serial killer I ever learned about. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, we're, oh, whatever. We'll just, just another episode. So That's anyways. Right. Let's, my favorite serial killer. My favorite serial killer is, again, because he's a fucking Mine's creep. He's a fucking creep. Really? Yeah, because I fucking know so much about it, and it's fucking insane to me. The story is my favorite, not the person, obviously. Right. Right. The person would, like, literally make my spine crawl out of my body and, like, die yeah. all right so i'll um, out crawl back in die at the bottom and then like goodbye so this guy he also began to lose interest in caring for himself at the time and by caring for himself i mean like hygiene so he neglected personal hygiene such as bathing grooming and brushing his teeth well that'll make him a hit with the ladies and he stopped eating and and here's the thing i don't know his height or his weight no i know his weight you do know his weight? He dropped to 145, which if he is a tall dude, that is terrifying. I weigh over 145. That's the thing. Like, the fact that they noted he weighed 145 tells me he had to have been at least over six foot. And skin and Or bones. else you wouldn't fucking notice. Like, this dude was skin and fucking bones. 
One day in 1977, Chase rang his mother's doorbell, and here's, here's a great thing. He greeted his mom by thrusting a dead cat in her face, and then he threw the cat to the ground, knelt down, ripped its stomach open with his bare hands, and stuck his hands inside the cat, smearing its blood all over his face, right? All while screaming, going, ah! right? His mother, very calmly, returned inside the house, closed the door, did not report the incident. That's my boy. And we closed the door. A mother's love, am I right? Oh my god. Fuck. What the fuck? So, uh, so what about those meds? Where'd those go? Where did those meds go, Mom? What'd you do with them? No, I like it when he rubs blood on his face. Let's me know he's alive. (laughs) So on August 3rd, 1977, Nevada State Police discovered Chase's Ford Ranchero lodged in a sand drift near Pyramid Lake, Nevada. Inside were two rifles, a pile of clothes, a bucket full of blood, and cow's liver. The officers tracked down Chase, who was naked and screaming in the sand, soaked from head to toe in blood. When questioned, he claimed that the blood was his own and that it, <laughs> and that it had leaked out of him through his flesh. As, as, as blood does, it just leaks <laughs> through your flesh. It just comes do. right out. It's so normal. How could they not know this? <laughs> Silly cops. So a few months later, on December 27th, 1977, Chase fired a .22 handgun in the home of a Sacramento woman. A police search of the woman's home found the slug, the, you know, yeah, yeah. in her kitchen, but no one was harmed, and I will explain later why that was important. So, on to his first murder, because he has yet to actually murder anyone. That we know of. And reminder, he is a serial killer, so he did all of this prior to ever murdering someone. So, y'all, step your goddamn game up. If somebody throws a cat in your face and starts eating it, maybe call the police. Maybe report them to the fucking police. Maybe don't let that shit go. Maybe, maybe just don't write that off as a weird day. Maybe write that off as... You're psycho and there is no fixing this. Call an exorcist at the very least. Like, call your local priest. Call your local priest. That's what they're there for. Do something. See something, say something. See something, say something, motherfuckers. God damn. So, on December 29th, 1977, Chase finally killed his first victim in a drive-by shooting in an apparent warm-up. For the crimes he planned on committing. The victim was Ambrose Griffin, a 51-year-old engineer and father of two, who was helping his wife bring groceries into their home. One of Griffin's sons reported seeing a neighbor walking around their East Sacramento neighborhood with a 22 rifle earlier that week. The neighbor's rifle was seized, but ballistics determined that it was not the murder weapon. However, it was determined that the 22 used to kill Ambrose Griffin was the same one used to fire the bullet into the kitchen of the Sacramento woman two days before. So they're already able to connect dots to Chase. 
through this because he's the one who shot that gun. He's a crazy boy. He's not the smartest crazy boy. No, he's not. Well, he thought he was, but he's not. He rolled up. So on January 11th, 1978, the next month, Chase asked his neighbor for a cigarette and then forcibly restrained her until she gave him the entire pack, which is just rude. I mean, have you ever had a fucking nicotine addiction? That's insensitive. (laughs) Okay. All I'm saying is... Do you think he had a nicotine addiction? No, I really... I I think he had an addiction to being weird and also... Have you had a nicotine addiction? You know... Can I ask that? Is that okay to ask? No, that's fine. It's not... I've never asked. It's a subject. I've never asked because in the entirety of me being friends with you, you don't smoke. So, I don't know. But you bringing up (laughs) the nicotine addiction makes me want to ask now. I've never had a nicotine addiction. I only smoke when I'm drunk. Okay, so then your answer is no. But I grew up in Florida, and I know that people like cigarettes a lot for some reason, even though they're gross. Okay, so you did not have a nicotine addiction is what you're telling me. All I'm saying is we can't judge, and maybe it's worth holding a person down and being really creepy, and maybe it's worth eating a cat. We don't know. I assume not. Well, considering cigarette packs are like, what, $5? I, well... Depending on where you're from. Depending on where you're from. Actually, they're more like 10 bucks now, I would bet. Those shits are expensive. Don't smoke. Don't do drugs. Save money. All this right. message brought to you by <laughs> Dare. <laughs> <laughs> right. Save a cat. Don't smoke. Save a cat. <laughs> Don't smoke cigarettes. God damn it. <laughs> So two weeks after he fucking forcibly restrains a woman to give him a pack of cigarettes, two weeks later he attempted to enter the home of another woman, but finding that her doors were locked, went into her backyard and walked away. Chase later told detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome. No way! But that unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. Okay. Okay, we're going to say that this sounds stupid. So, hi everyone. Last week I was in Germany. Apparently, this follows German law. What? Oh, yes. If you leave your door unlocked and someone robs you, it's your own fault for leaving the door unlocked. And you don't get insurance for anything that was stolen. You have to prove that they forced entry or else you do not get the insurance. I learned that last week and I was fucking dumbfounded. Lock your doors. Lock your fucking doors, especially if you're in Germany. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's not worth being forgetful. Germany's a weird place, guys. Okay, my family's from there. Well, part half of my family's from there, and, like, they're cool people, but, like, it's so stupid. But maybe lock your doors. Maybe they're just trying to keep people safe. They're just like, hey, this is what you get for being a dumbass. I guess, but some... Who doesn't lock their doors? In America, Rich you can people. literally kill someone for being on your property. America has a very different stance on this subject. We like guns. We like guns, and we like murder, and we don't like people on our fucking property. Okay? If you come into our house with an unlocked door, you bet your ass I'm collecting that insurance money. You bet your ass I'm collecting that insurance money, I'm shooting you, and then I'm creating a podcast about it. America. America. That was a fun tidbit I had to throw out there because I couldn't believe it when I heard it. 
I was like, there's no way. So, while wandering around, he encountered a girl named Nancy Holden, with whom he attended high school, so she knew who he was. He attempted to get a ride from her, but frightened by his appearance, she refused, as she fucking should have. Because he's a fucking six foot tall bony man. Who stopped bathing. Who can't get an erection. Okay, I'm sure that's not why she didn't well, pick him I up. Well, I know, but, but it's I, because he doesn't bathe. He doesn't brush his teeth. He stopped doing all hygiene, remember? Yeah. But I mean, that's he, why. It must be frustrating. So he went down the street where he broke into the home of a young couple, stole some of their valuables, urinated in a drawer of their infant's clothing. Oh, well, that's not. And defecated hygienic. on their son's bed. He shat on their son's bed, which means he had to, like, sit there and squat and, like, work it out. So the couple came home. Wild Chase was still in the house. The husband attacked him, but Chase escaped. Chase continued to attempt to enter homes until he came across the home of David and Teresa Wallen. David was at work. Teresa, three months pregnant was in the middle of taking out the garbage and thus had left her front door unlocked. Which is, like, one of my fears. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Lock your doors. Lock your fucking door! She literally just went to take out the garbage. Probably walked down... The street. Not even her street. I bet it's a house. I bet she just walked to her... Like a driveway. The front of her driveway. Dropped it. He runs inside the house. She turns around and goes inside. Chase surprised her in the home and shot her three times. Once in the hand and twice in the head, killing her. It was the same gun used to kill Ambrose Griffin. Then dragged her body into the bedroom and raped it post-mortem while repeatedly stabbing it with a butcher knife. Yeah. When he had finished... He carved the corpse open and removed several of her internal organs, using a bucket to collect the blood and then taking it into the bathroom to bathe in it. So he bathed in her blood in her own bathtub. He then sliced off her nipple and drank her blood, using an empty yogurt container as a drinking glass. Before leaving, he went into the yard found a pile of dog feces, and returned to stuff it into the corpse's mouth and throat. This is the downside of vampires they don't tell you about. Right, right, because this yeah. is common among the, uh, the... This is the this is the non-romanticized version of vampires. I will take back my twinkling, Edward. Thank you very much. I bet y'all are fucking missing <laughs> Twilight right about now. Remember that time when you were like, don't talk about Twilight, and we were like... And we talked about Twilight. We talked about Twilight. But now we're talking about this horrific shit. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? On January 23rd, 1978, two days after the killing of Teresa Wallen, this woman I just described, Chase purchased two puppies. No! From a neighbor, which he then killed and drank the blood of, leaving the bodies on the neighbor's front lawn. No. The neighbor regrets everything. So on January 27th, five days after that, actually less than five days, like four days after that, Chase committed his final murder, which also qualifies as a mass murder. He entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Maroth, 
who was babysitting her 22-month-old nephew, David. Also present in the home was Evelyn's six-year-old son, Jason, and Dan Meredith, a neighbor who had come over to check on Evelyn. Evelyn was in the bath. Why would you take a bath while babysitting? I don't understand that, but okay. While Dan watched the children. He went to the front hallway when Chase entered the home and was shot in the head at point-blank range with Chase's twenty-two handgun, killing him. Chase then turned the corpse over, stole Dan's wallet and car keys. Jason ran to his mother's bedroom, where Chase fatally shot him twice in the head at point-blank range. On the way to killing Jason, Chase also shot David in the head. He also shot the the 22-month-old, too. Jesus. So, so far he killed Dan, Jason, the 6-year-old, and the 22-month-old, who wouldn't even remember this. Like, there was no reason, outside of just being a... Fucking crazy person who sticks who sticks dog poo in people. Yep. So Chase then entered the bathroom and fatally shot Evelyn once in the head. He dragged her corpse onto the bed while he simultaneously sodomized it and drank its blood from a series of slices on the back of the neck. Ugh. Medical examiners reported an inordinate amount of semen in this corpse's rectum indicating an unusual amount of ejaculations, so he didn't do it just once. Ugh. He continued to do it. Ugh. When Chase had finished, he stabbed her at least a dozen times in the anus, the knife penetrating her uterus. From the anus. Through butt cheek into uterus. That's how far it went. Assuming she had a thick ass. <laughs> Sorry, that was poor taste. That was in poor taste. <laughs> that was really in poor taste. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I think I killed Kelly. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, God. We're horrible people. I'm going to hell. <clears throat> so, he stabbed her in a series of vital points on the body, which caused blood from her internal organs to pool into her abdomen, which he then sliced open and drained into a bucket, and then consumed all of the blood. How is he living? He's a vampire, Kelly! I, well, but I... He must be. This has convinced this me. This is the vampire episode. I'm talking about the vampire of Sacramento. I mean, there's no way he'd still be going after all this unless he was a vampire so i guess it's true i guess he's right chase then went to retrieve david's corpse he took it to the bathroom and split its skull open into the bathtub and consumed some of the brain matter outside a six-year-old girl whom jason had a play date knocked on the door because jason was the six-year-old startling chase startling chase he fled the residence stealing the girl alerted a neighbor good six-year-old girl good for alerting proud of you glad you have smart parents that teach you i'm glad you did this the neighbor broke into the miroth home where he discovered the bodies and contacted the authorities that's a good neighbor upon entering the home police discovered that chase had left perfect handprints and perfect imprints of the soles of his shoes in evelyn's blood Chase, meanwhile, took David's corpse home with him, where he 
Oh, God. Are you ready for this? Yes. I need wait, you- wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Everyone take a shot right the fuck now to deal with this next sentence. Okay? Prepare yourself. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Prepare trigger your- warning. I don't know how much to express trigger warning. He chopped off his penis and used it as a straw through which he sucked the blood out of the body. He then sliced the corpse open and consumed several internal organs and made smoothies out of others, finally disposing of the corpse at a nearby church. God bless. That's the last murder. That's the last murder. We're done with the murder. Okay? All right. After the Wallen murder, murders, FBI agents Russ Vorpagel and Robert Ressler were called in to investigate. They compiled a profile of the killer, determined that the killer would be tall, malnourished, a loner, physically unclean, and that most importantly, would continue to kill. Five Mm -hmm. days after the mass murder, and after hearing the FBI profile, Nancy Holden contacted the police saying she believed Richard Chase could be the killer. Thank God. The police ran a background check on Chase where they came across his registration of a twenty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol. Detectives and a team of police went to Chase's apartment where they asked to speak with him. Chase refused. The detectives and the police hid down the hallway and waited for Chase to leave, arresting him when he left the apartment carrying a blood-stained box. His parka and shoes were likewise blood-stained. Inside were pieces of shredded, blood-soaked wallpaper and the blood-stained 22 with which he had committed his murders. Chase claimed that the bloody wallpaper and bloody gun were a result of his killing several dogs. Oh, good. That makes it better. Oh, good. When the police performed a search of Chase's person, they found that he was carrying Dan Meredith's wallet. So, luckily, he's an idiot. Detectives, along with Ressler and Vorpagel, performed a search of Chase's apartment. They found the walls, floor, ceiling, refrigerator, and all of Chase's eating utensils and drinking utensils soaked in blood. On the counter was the blender Chase used to make his smoothies. It was caked in coagulated blood and the rotting matter of internal organs. Inside the refrigerator, police found several animal body parts wrapped in aluminum foil, David's brains in a Tupperware, and pieces of his body wrapped in saran wrap, and several of Evelyn... And Teresa's internal organs. So, meal prep. He was in a meal prep, yeah. He was in a meal prep. On another counter were several pet collars. No! On his kitchen table, he had spread out numerous diagrams depicting various aspects of human biology. In 1979, Chase stood trial on six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty, the defense tried to have Chase found guilty of second-degree murder, which would result in a life sentence. Their case hinged on Chase's history of mental illness and the lack of planning in his crimes, evidence that they were not premeditated. Right. 
On May 8th, the jury found Chase guilty of six counts of first-degree murder. Good. The defense asked for a clemency hearing in which a judge determined that Chase was not legally insane. Chase was sentenced Well, that's debatable, but he deserves the fucking chair regardless. Yeah, no, I think he is insane, but, like, I don't fucking care. You're insane, but it doesn't fucking matter. You need to die. Like, you gotta fucking You are a fucking plague. Goodbye, I hate you. How about we just rid your fucking disease from the world right fucking now? I don't give a shit if you're crazy or not. That brand of crazy don't belong here. It belongs in hell. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Chase was sentenced to die in the gas chamber. Good. No. Firing squad. Waiting to die, Chase became a feared presence in prison. I bet. Fuck that guy. The other inmates, aware of the graphic and bizarre nature of his crimes, feared him. And according to prison officials, they often tried to convince Chase to commit suicide. Good. Too fearful to get close enough to him to kill him themselves. Well. Chase also granted a series of interviews with Robert Ressler during which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. He asked Ressler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs and so that the Nazis could stand trial for the murders. <laughs> He also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, which he had been hoarding in his pants pocket, believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and attempting to kill him. So he gave him macaroni and cheese, being like, I think there's poison in this. Can you test it? On December 26, 1980, a guard doing cell checks found Chase lying awkwardly on his bed, not breathing. An autopsy determined that Chase committed suicide with an overdose of prison doctor-prescribed antidepressants that he had been saving up for the last few weeks. Boo! Firing squad! Where the fuck are you? This is why we have you. Where the fuck are you at? Where the fuck are you at? Firing motherfucking squad, but slowly from the bottom up, bottom up. It's my song. I love it. The 1988 movie Rampage was loosely based on Chase's crimes. And that is the story of the vampire of Sacramento. The fucking horror of horror, horror, horror town. Horror. This man drank so much blood. This man, it's amazing that he lasted so long. How long have we been doing this? Too Too long. long. Too long. Too goddamn long. Keep it creepy. Maybe don't. Maybe not as creepy as that guy, though. Keep it creepy. Don't be a serial killer. Dogs deserve better. Cats deserve better. The world deserves better. Be good. Keep it creepy, y'all. Music by freestockmusic.com.